Hello again, Pastor Deborah here. This is another global teleministry teaching. I've had a question sent to me and even a prayer request here lately. And they wanted to know more about this darkness, this ignorance. So this title of this teleministry is The Darkness of Ignorance, The Absent the absence of light. So where we begin is, in our last few, we've been talking about what happened to humanity. Why with all the counseling and the help and all the webinars, is most of society still not doing so well? How could we be so ignorant and not see how to love our neighbors or our animals, how to care for the planet and the animals. How come we have governments that seem to be very nasty, very controlling and authoritative, hiding and spying and lying and stealing from other countries? Where does that come from? How could a person hurt a child? How could a person mistreat a lovely horse or dog? How could another human being kill a little innocent baby that had nothing to do with how it got conceived or created? How could we just kill it, murder it, and then think we're going to be okay? So this teleministry episode of Pastor Deborah Beaming is going to be about darkness which is ignorance so this one is called the darkness of ignorance the absence of light so what we see in the world the yin and the yang kind of show us there is one part of a circle that's dark, black. Another part is white. We see it a lot of times when people get married. The groom is wearing black. The female, the lady who's going to be the wife, the bride, wears white. What we're seeing is that there is a difference. There are contrasts. What happened was... Spiritually, this God who created everything that you see, both in the seen world and the unseen, He is a God of light. Now, what does that mean? That means He is light, yes. If you study your television or even your internet, everything is brought to us through fiber optics, through light. Through wireless communications, there's pictures and sounds that's being carried. So what this God was who created everything? He's called the God of light. He says, light is not only, we'll call it energy, it's fast moving particles, but it's also knowledge, truth. Well, truth about what? Truth about the unseen. Truth about himself. 
truth about you and your enemies truth about your life also means light means righteousness what does that mean it means your right standing with the government we'll use what's going on right now COVID-19 we have been told by our governmental officials of the earth to stay inside isolate if you go out wear a mask protect yourself protect others from possibly breathing or coughing those are the authorities that are over us so if you are in righteous standing you do what they tell you to do you may not like it but you become a being of the light you have no guilt in you for disobeying or any shame which brings darkness so I can go out with no shame not no fear of being arrested because I'm obeying what else is light well it's a form where your spirit feels light it's not heavy with mourning or shame or guilt heaviness light means it is free its will is free it is free to go and do what it is supposed to do so light also means freedom light also means the truth that you receive and understand and this truth we're told by a special young man his name was Christ Jesus he was telling his people one day they were in the temple working that this truth that they would learn would set them free from being a slave and they go <laughs> we've never been a slave and nobody they were under the Romans right at the time they had been in Egypt house soon they forget so truth is light we also can see this in the world uh, in your house if it's dark spiders might come out roaches and bugs they love the dark as soon as you turn on the light oh boy they scatter so light is bringing in light it is an entrance it can be explosive it can be fast it can be slow I love to use the movie trilogy The Matrix with Neo Anderson once he got saved sort of brought out he couldn't open his eyes and he asked Morpheus was he dead he said no my eyes hurt he said yes Neo you've never used them so in the spiritual we have spiritual eyes that get adjusted and they're night creatures they are used to this darkness this ignorance lack of light and they only see in the darkness and when light does come in truth believe it or not it hurts they can't believe that they have lived a lie their whole life they've been lied to how many of us have relationships and we find out some truth about our partner hurts darkness also means separation from truth separation from light your whole spirit can be filled with light of darkness which means lies and it means uh, 
issues and it means fear and heaviness anger and murder and jealousy and pride and we're told that that could be a great light within you but there's that other light the light that's full of love joy peace and forgiveness compassion and mercy and endures through all the dark years of your hate towards it we see it nowadays a lot of people hate people that tell the truth that expose things that have gone on in the darkness some of them are actually murdered and killed because those people who are running governments or systems they don't want their deeds that they have done in the darkness in the ignorance of everybody else to be known because their reputation would be destroyed so light becomes an enemy to those that live in the darkness in the ignorance they want you to believe one thing that you see out in public but behind the scenes at home out in this world of the spirit they live another life I happen to be one of those that can spot a spiritual person all the time and I have learned that there are two realms there's the realm that we see with our natural eyes and that soul that can talk to us can lie to us tell us anything and we will believe it and then there's the spirit so what is the darkness that had came the last one we just talked about that darkness would fall on the earth yes it did ignorance came the animals in nature didn't know what to do anymore there was no kind and royal governance and darkness came and with the darkness came fear subjection ruled by things in the darkness and came punishment all of creation is groaning and straining under this subjection to the darkness to the ignorance the trees want to do what they're called to do the animals want to be what they're called to be all of nature wants to serve the spiritual being but they have fallen into darkness themselves death has entered in when darkness comes in when ignorance is there death is near death is at work with viruses and fungus and attacks when there's no light because when light is there there's also agape love so darkness it fell when humanity fell right in the garden darkness fell upon the planet we learned a story and it goes like this that time went on man multiplied violence between man and man and between animals and man every flesh all animals and human had perverted themselves had done evil and wickedness against each other it was so bad that a great flood had to come and cleanse the earth of this violence and blood everything that was flesh every animal had to die because death is the only cure in darkness 
Now God did speak to the animals, and he took some that had different hearts. He said there was no evil and wicked in them. And they were told to go into this ark, and they would restart again. But then the rules came out. Once the animals came out, and Noah started again with all of humanity, and he was told by his three sons, Shem, Ham, and Jephthah, go and repopulate the earth. But now, God said, I'm going to put a fear, a dread between you, humans, and all the animals. There'll be no more friendliness. They will be afraid of you. They will run from you. Because you guys had gotten too close. And this, in this fallen state of this world with the animals and humanity, it, he did not want to repeat what had happened between these two kingdoms. Then he also told Noah, from now on, there's going to be a law down there. When a man takes another man's life who's alive, then that man has will be killed and he will be punished. If you take a life of a living being, you will be punished. Death will come. Now, that was because what was happening before the flood, people were killing each other and there was no law. Remember, originally God had put a mark on the forehead of Cain and said, nobody had the right to kill you except me. But that got way out of control. So God had to, we're dealing with flesh creatures now, creatures of the darkness, all light, all truth and knowledge of what was right and good that had been because the Holy Spirit was gone, was gone now. So he had to pass laws, and he set one out, the very first one. And the law was, if a man takes another man's life while he's still alive, his life will be required of him. Now, if you take that in and you kill a little baby in the womb, you are taking another human's life. And the life of that doctor, that nurse, that wife, everybody that promotes that, their blood will be required by this king. Their death will come. They will not be uh, allowed to live in the light. And they will not be allowed to continue on. That was the rule. Because you're dealing with flesh now. Darkness. Lack of ignorance. The light had gone out. There was no love between humanity. It was flesh. Soul. That was ruling. The spirit had sunk down into the deep, deep mire. The flesh. Covered with a foreskin. A thick, gross darkness. No light of love. A joy, a peace of this kingdom. No light could penetrate. The best way to look at it is if you look at a duck, his feathers cover him, and when he gets wet, it just sort of rolls off. This foreskin that covered the spiritual eyes, ears, mind, and spirit of flesh was now thick. It was repellent to all light. None of that light stuff, that love, was going to, Get into the spirit. 
It was sunk in the miry clay, covered in dirt and dust and flesh. The things that ruled it were the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. That was the condition after the flood, when darkness was now the only light, the only truth, the only understanding that the soul had and that the spirit had. The spirit had none. And the Holy Spirit could only come maybe on some people, just for a brief moment. Now it could talk to people, it could take their spirits if their hearts were sort of right. But that spirit was not able to live in the presence of this light. I find a lot when people come to the garden or want to come, they come in fear and they step into the garden and it's a powerful experience of spirit glory and righteousness and light their spirits are not used to it the best way I can explain it is if you have a premature baby which I had once born a month early they can't take in a lot of milk at first just a little and then they're hungry again until they grow and so a lot of spirits cannot be in this presence in this light get much of this truth all at one time it's too much for their system and like Neil said the eyes will hurt and when you start studying light it's not only a light but truth has to come in but one has their brain this part up here of the spirit it has to be able to perceive it then it has to have some understanding of what it means to their life so if you just get a truth but you cannot understand it you don't know how it relates to you to your relationship to the, in the spirit to others you have no understanding and until you get the understanding you'll have no wisdom how to use it in the circumstances where it's supposed to be used so light is important when a child a spirit gets born again believes in this Christ Jesus and that he died for him he becomes a child spiritually of the light and what happens is now he's a child of the truth now he's on that side but what happens is we're told through Paul if that soul part of you does not get the truth understanding and wisdom and apply it and cannot pass the test then it's still considered in the darkness still dead because the light has not been taken in sort of absorbed into the body built the muscles built a memory and then when the test come it cannot apply it so what happened light is also can be related to new wine some of us get so used to eating old foods the way our parents did our ancestors we don't want anything new we don't want to take the salt out and use Mrs. Dashes we don't want to eat anything different we want what we've always had the way we've always had it 
So the soul is used to the old darkness. It doesn't want any of this spiritual light, this spiritual food. And the new spirit is a baby. If it's an old spirit that's not born again, it will not take in this light. It will go, (laughs) won't like it. It's not hungry for it. So what happens is, darkness covered the earth. And there was a king of this darkness, of this ignorance. Because he had gotten kicked out of heaven, that kingdom of light. And he had his heart had perverted his wisdom that he had. So now he comes down here. And he's going to set up a kingdom. He's going to set up his rulership and government. Run by darkness, by ignorance. He's going to work with the flesh and the darkened spirit. He knows it has no light. He'll tell the soul anything it wants to hear. And the soul will believe it. The soul can learn all the earthly biological stuff it wants to. About viruses and stars. But it'll have no truth of anything. And the spirit, it will only know what this king and its servants, demonics, tell it is the truth. They were creatures of the night, of the darkness. So when I have to go spiritually, I have to dim down. Because if you're a very bright, mature spirit... You cannot carry that brightness into the darkness except at certain times. Because what happens, we even see that you have to tone it down because the light would hurt. And you can see that it sometimes in movies, I think in the Hobbit movies, um, when Gandalf went into the empty, supposed uh, fortress called Golgadur. And he's trying to break the spell. Every time his cane came down, light shot out to break the spell. But if you're around a baby, like coming out of the womb, it can't even open its eyes at first. Think about little animals. They're born with their eyes closed. Light has to come in gently, slowly. It has to be talked about. You cannot just flip a switch Sometimes you will. I'll tell you a story about me. It's kind of funny, but it's a true one. I'm reading the Word and I'm hearing about don't believe vain beliefs and stories and fables that your ancestors have told you. And I go, oh. I had been, been believing in Santa Claus, the Easter Bunny, and the Tooth Fairy. I was taught it. I had the Easter eggs and the bats. I taught my son that. I realized a light came on. I was ready to hear it. That I was a propagator of a lie. There is no Santa Claus. There is no Easter bunny. There is no Easter eggs. There was no tooth fairy. I was the tooth fairy. My son would lose his tooth, put it on a pillow. I'd put the money there. I was the Easter bunny that got the baskets. I was Santa Claus. I left out milk and cookies for myself. I was lying, using ignorance 
to lie to my child. And God said, you're going to go and get on your knees and ask your son's forgiveness for lying to him. You propagated a world's lie, a lie of the darkness. Do you know how humbling that was to get in front of your eight-year-old son on your knees and ask his forgiveness for being a liar to him and telling him that there was a tooth fairy, an Easter bunny in Santa Claus when that was a lie. But that was, I was ready for that light to be unveiled from the Word of God to me in my life. That's how light comes. You may read a scripture over and over and over. You're not ready yet. You're not becoming a seeker of truth and knowledge because that was a challenge. All the world was telling me, my parents, my ancestors, Walmart, there was a Santa Claus. We see him in Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. We see him in the malls. There's an Easter bunny. He comes around with the plastic Easter eggs. We did the dyed ones. There was a tooth fairy. We all were a part of that darkness, that ignorance. We think it's just fun and silly. But we're liars. We are creatures of that ignorance. Why? Because that's what the herd does. That's what flesh does. That's what the, the, the world system that's covered in darkness does. Wait till you study Easter. It has nothing to do with the Passover and Christ. It's a goddess, Esther. Wait till you understand about the Easter eggs and how they came in. But I wasn't ready to learn that till I had this revelation and light came in and I go oh, that's me the connection had to be made to what I had done with my son light came the connection happened then I put into wisdom when I did on my knees and you have to have that for everything you believe in. You have to have light for every concept you have. Every idea about anything. Every thought. Every feeling. Because all of that's in your soul. Which is ruled by the king of darkness. Ruled by the flesh. And the lust of it. And its appetites. And ruled by the king of darkness. Every thought spiritually has to be challenged. Light has to come in. You have to learn spiritually who you are. I'll tell you another story. I have some really wild ones. This one was one, probably the first time that I became aware of this gift of called discerning of spirits knew nothing about it may have had operated out of it years ago but I don't know I'm working in a university giving the GED test and me and this lady are walking behind two or three people in front of that are in front of us one's a man and two is a lady and they get at this door and he looks back at us and says I don't want to he doesn't open his mouth but he says 
I don't want to have to stand here and hold this door for those two ladies back there. And I'm going, I just heard him thinking. But his mouth did not move. But I heard him. I said, oh no, I'm having some mental health issues. And then I remembered. Here comes the light. Oh, I read about Christ Jesus saying he used to perceive the thoughts of people. He knew what was in their spiritual hearts. He perceived. He could hear them. And he would talk to them based on those. And I go, okay. If he did that, and I'm to be made in his image, and after his likeness and I'm to grow up and mature into the mind of Christ that he had and if he's doing this then he I'm not mentally ill I'm doing what he did and then I was concerned that maybe all this discerning of spirits was hallucinations delusions or I was hearing things from the other side. So I went looking to see if some Christian leaders. So I found a guy named Kenneth Hagen. He wrote some good books. He had some of these same experiences. And he was not considered mentally ill, crazy. And he talked about moving in the gift of discerning of spirits. I bought that book. He said, even if you were to be a prophet, you must move in that. You must have words of knowledge. And you must be able to hear. I said, okay. I was not crazy. Light had come. I was moving in spiritual gifts. Didn't know anything about it. I had to do a check to see what is going on. Then wisdom came. Okay, this is exactly what I read in the Bible that Christ did. Therefore, I'm not having a mental health problem here. See, I had to be able to apply the wisdom. Now, from there, I could use that gift. I had to study it. I seem to have all the gifts, except that one called interpretation of tongues. I never get that one. But I had to learn that I did not control the gifts. I could not activate them. They were a gift to me from the Holy Spirit to my spirit when the Heavenly Father desired to do spiritual work. And when he was wanting to do ministry on earth, spirit to spirit through me, the gift would just come on. I just I have all these experiences where I'm minding my own business and people come to me in the spirit and they want to ask questions and they want to talk to me and they want to know what's going on and it's their spirit and their spirit is asking it's seeking but their soul part of them is so powerful and their soul is so controlled I just had to tell a young guy I had to do prayers with him to loosen him and break him from his wife and I had to give the spirit instructions and then I had to talk to uh, another person to help the spirit come home but the power of this person's wife was so spiritually powerful because this person had some issues But the spirit is seeking knowledge and truth, but it can't do anything. 
So they know to come to me. I've had relationship with this person since he was probably two or three. And he finally remembered who I was. And I have to talk to leaders and government people spiritually. So I had to be a creature of the light. I had to learn what that meant. I had to learn what light is. I had to learn how to drink in light. I had to learn how to have light, truth, knowledge, understanding, wisdom, come into my spirit, grow my spirit as food. It had to become meat for me. I had to get off the baby food. That experience where I heard that man talk, I learned of, that was baby food. Then I had to learn how to spiritually operate in the gifts, use them for the purposes, for the kingdom of heaven, that God wanted accomplished. So I had to then have more of it. I had to handle these light, these gifts of light properly. I had to be able to be mature with them, apply them in situations, have understanding about it. I read over and over. I study them. I read books by other people. Because not only just having light, I have to learn how to apply it. But at the same time, I'm like that Navy SEAL. I've got to go into the darkness spiritually. And i got to look dark until it's time. Sometimes I don't even turn on the spiritual light. I just operate Navy SEAL. Watched a lot of Navy SEAL movies. They're training. I learn how to spiritually get the knowledge. Go through the classes. Take the test. Like I'll use the movie G.I. Jane. How to go through Navy SEAL training. And pass. And then you get thrown out on a mission. And you have to pass. Because you can't be used again and again spiritually. You have to have leaders and trainers. And there wasn't many for me except the Holy Spirit and Jesus Christ. So I had to learn. So darkness is a light. And we're even told in the Bible that if darkness is a part of your spirit and your soul, it is a great light in you. It is big. It's powerful. It fills you up. And the spirit has to start seeking. The greatest movie to watch that. There's several of them. We'll use, I just wrote a, writing a thing about Helen Keller. She had no understanding. She, had, she could not see. She had gotten a fever when she was young. She went into darkness. That's what, what happened to mankind. She didn't have any understanding, but that teacher, Annie, knew she was in there. She fought for it. She went back to that well. She went back to the beginning when light switched on. She wanted to know, what is this? Dirt, ground, what's this, a bush? Who are these people? That's your mom and papa. Who are you? I'm your teacher. This Annie, the, represented by the Holy Spirit, knew if I can get an experience, the light will come on. You'll want to know. There's a breakthrough that has to happen. This spirit is shackled. It's in a prison of the flesh. Cannot get out on itself. 
It's fearful. It's angry. It has leprosy. It has a spirit of heaviness. It's mourning and crying. It has no strength. It's poor and in every single way. It has no light, no food. It's starving. It has no glory or, or magnificent. It's a laughing stock to the spiritual, demonic spirits. It's used, sort of like you can see how it's done in human trafficking. It got kidnapped as a child, taken into captivity of the flesh, and used over and over for demonic spiritual pleasures. The human spirit in darkness is sexually abused. It is raped. It is beaten. It is forced to do things with demonic spirits. That is beyond understanding and belief. And it also has to kill other humans. It's no different than a child sex slave. Forced labor. Spiritually. So you can learn spiritual things by looking in the natural. I had to do that. Because I would see what's going on spiritually by looking in the natural. So the darkness came on the earth it affected the nature and the animals and the trees and the plants viruses come alive nothing is restraining them nothing's restraining the animals except cages wait till you try to talk spiritually to a leopard or a cat and have it obey you sometimes they're called dog or cat whisperers because they're spiritually trying to talk to what's in there. No, there's no spirit as we know it in an animal. What they are are flesh. And all flesh is supposed to be sub- subjected to and subservient to the spirit. But if your spirit is poor in darkness, chained in captivity, and the only thing it has contact with is darkness and ignorance and demons and other humans who are also in that kingdom. Oh, it'll learn. It can learn a lot of stuff. It'll take in stuff. It will survive. There's a lot of gifts in that spirit. I've got some great books about those. So this one is about how darkness is the absence of light. The absence of truth and freedom and real love and joy and peace and mercy compassion and there's no understanding I even talked to some they were so cute some multi-generational Satanist one big high priest he was in the Illuminati I don't know what position he sat in on the International Council but we were talking about time I said well did you know that time B.C. meant before Christ era and that A.D. means after okay? no he didn't know that so they have no understanding spiritually about even how our time and our calendars are used now they know the Bible they go backwards and forwards but they don't have truth about it and if and it's perverted to them so what happens is I have to come in as a light. They challenge me. They challenge this love I have. 
They challenge the light I have, this knowledge, this truth, this justice, this mercy. They want to know, can I hold if they try to kill me? They have. They've poisoned me. Uh, the story goes, I went to a local restaurant here. I had a buffet, drank some lemonade. And during there, I saw one of the uh, high priests that uh, went to a church here, and he was of this particular called Black Forest Clan. And I saw him with the waitress. So I go home that evening, supposed to go to church, and boy, did the stomach something happen. I felt like I was having a baby, waves and waves of uh, pains in birth. So I went to the hospital. They couldn't find anything. I mean, you talk about pain. And three or four guys came to me in the spirit, and they go, we know what happened. Somebody was given an order to poison you at this restaurant in your lemonade. We know who it is, and we're going to go kill them, because we love you. I said, no, you're not. You're going to love them into the kingdom like I loved you. You're not going to punish them. So they got saved. My t love had to hold. Then I learned what they did is they gave me a demonic spirit. God allowed it. Because they wanted me to feel this other girl who was my daughter, Amanda, have an abortion. They wanted to torture me through her through a connection of a demonic spirit that was allowed to come in through the poisoning. But the real test was would my love hold against an attack from the satanic kingdom for those two guys. I think their names were Mark and Dallas. Would it hold and love them no matter what? And it did. Now, they're all gone into heaven, but they got saved. The attacks of the darkness will come. It came in my home, even through Amanda's physical body. What the story is that I had discovered some information about her mother who's in heaven. That when her mother was a young girl, she had gotten saved. Then she had a baby by her brother, who was Isaac. He's in heaven. And this mother loved this little boy, who was going to be a king, called Angel. So much she killed it. She didn't want it to grow up in Satanism. She knew how bad it would be, so she killed him. Well, Satan heard about it. And what he did, he ordered her and her brother, Isaac, to have another child. He wanted a king from this too. Because the worst incest and the worst uh, spiritual abuse you can have, according to the law, is a brother and sister having a child. Then that child would marry her father. Of course, the child didn't know that. So this was all against the Old Testament rules of marriage and incest and stuff like this. So when all that occurred, more demons would come into the family. So they had brother and sister had a child, Amanda. But they didn't call her. They, uh, they needed a boy who would be a king. So dad, who was a powerful, powerful demonic mind programmer, would take these children uh, into California for the summer, and he'd do some icky stuff. He was creating disassociative parts, getting demons in, doing the abusing, uh, programming these parts that he would create. So they did that with this young girl, Amanda, 
and they named it Angel. And Angel was to be a boy. And every time Amanda acted as a boy, dressed as a boy, answered to that name Angel, she did not get in trouble. She was loved. So she found out that they didn't really love her, who was a female. And her name was Amanda. That really deep down inside, she was to be this male heir. And only when she put that, allowed that part to come forward was she loved. It hurt her tremendously. She's laying on my sofa. She lived with me. And the attacks, the emotional trauma was fierce against her. We learned the truth about her mother. That she really didn't love this girl as a girl. So the next day, the evening I'm at my desk. I think you can see it behind me. My husband's in the bedroom sleeping and my son is downstairs. Amanda's body comes out of the spare bedroom down the hall. I don't know which side it is. She comes over and she says, I'm putting a spell on you. You aren't going to say anything and I'm going to kill you. She grabs the scissors and they start coming up. And I couldn't speak, couldn't move, nothing. And all I could think in my spirit, test time, death was coming in my own home and I said father make it quick I'm coming my job is done soon as I said that with my spirit my body could not move there was no help from family and I shook and I go I bind you in the name of Jesus Christ you are not Amanda you are her mama and a demon and I bind you and I cancel the assignment until I had passed that test I could not say that she shook, she threw down the scissors, she grabbed my glasses and ripped them, she grabbed a statue and threw it down. Made a lot of noise. Husband didn't wake up, he's under a spell, son didn't come upstairs. And she walks off, back to her room. Next morning she comes out and she goes, you going to call the cops? I go, for what? Because what I did, that's assault and battery, that's attempted murder. I said, may have been your body. But it was not you spiritually. It was your mother and a demon. Because we had found out the truth. Light had come to you. They did not want their deeds known. They wanted them to stay in the darkness. But words of knowledge came to me. Light had come to this relationship with this girl and her mother. And the demon and this mother did not like that truth being out in the light. So they were going to kill me, the messenger. But God wasn't. I had to pass a test of death. Every spiritual warrior is going to have to pass the test. If you can hold. And if you're fearful, test time came the next day. I said, no, sweetie. It may have been your physical body that was in front of me. But it was not you spiritually. It was your mother. I understand her love for the child. It was a love that was so deep she did not want it punished. And I don't believe her mother wanted to hurt me. But the demon did. Because they don't like light. They don't like truth coming out about what they do. So the demon was pushing mama 
They were there together inside this girl's body. I said, no, I am not going to call the police and report you. My love had to hold. Even in that, I had to know it was not her spirit. It was her body, all right. But it was not her. And I didn't blame the mother because she only did what she needed to do out of love for this child. Many people in Satanism, they do that. They know what's going to happen to these little children. They don't want that. That mother's side of them wants to save them and protect them. And if they have to, they'll kill them. To save them from that life of abuse in Satanism. Light had to come to me. Light had to demonstrate itself. Light had to be proven and tested. Love is a part of life. Knowledge had to come. The darkness does not like it. Those who do deeds of evil in the darkness, they don't want their deeds shown up by the light or truth or knowledge. They will try to kill you, the messenger. We see that a lot. People are whistleblowers. They die. People put things out. They want, they want to be punished because the leaders, people who have done things in the darkness, the absence of truth and light, don't want their deeds known. They don't want, they'll cover up. They'll lie, cheat, and steal. They'll blame other people. Because if light comes, which is truth, they will be shown up for what they've really done. That happens in the natural, in the soulish realm, in the flesh, but mainly in the spirit. Wait till you hear more stories about leaders and politicians. I'm going to tell you another story. Uh, Somebody was going to run for a high political position. They didn't get it. They lost it in an election. So, the husband of this particular person made a deal. Heard it, saw it myself. He went to Satan and said, Look, I will give you my first grandchild if you will help get my wife elected. Didn't happen. But he was willing to sacrifice his own grandchild. In Satanism, in the darkness, deals are done all the time. Marriages for contracts and possessions. No love, no light. Deals are done to help themselves. Done all the time. Nothing new. Lots and lots of stories I got for you. But right now we're just sort of talking how darkness works. It's the absence of light, of truth and love. There's deeds done in the darkness of the flesh of the satanic world, of the kingdom of darkness, whole kingdom out there, whole government system of darkness, of ignorance. And when you're going to help these people, you had better know that, and you'd better be very knowledgeable about darkness, the deeds in the darkness, how it works. When you're talking spiritual stuff, you better know, because it's a whole new world. And when you step into it, If you are not prepared, you will be a battle casualty. And that happens to a lot of people. They get frightened. They back away. I'll tell you another story, then I'll finish up. 
Uh, when I met this young lady named Candy, I don't know if you've heard about her, I get these four phone calls from a church. This precious Bible school lady had met her. But she was advised by her spiritual advisor, don't you call her. She has friends and they play for keeps. Now, I understand that. And you can see that in a lot of your other religions where they will play for keeps. They are serious, religious, faith-believing people. So this precious lady had two or three kids. Her husband was out of town. So she didn't call. So they called me because I worked with these people. I was very comfortable with them. Not afraid of them. I knew what was covered by God and I was sent. So I saw her at church. I said, honey, you failed the test. Well, my husband was out of town. I said, who are you believing for your protection? Your biological husband or God? She knew she failed. She couldn't handle the darkness. She was afraid. You cannot be in the darkness and be afraid. Wait till you hear about going to hell. Jesus went to hell after his crucifixion. He preached to Adam and David. They were waiting in prison cells, locked. They couldn't get out. They were in another part of hell. They had to hear that he was the Christ, the Son of the living God, and believe. Then they could come out. I've been to hell many times. Stood in the flames. Stop that you have to know that you have been given the keys and the authority to hell itself. To death and to the grave. And the grave, it means the dirt, but it also means to the flesh. The spirit is locked in a grave. It is locked in a tomb. We need the spirit to come out be resurrected but then we need to put the old soul in a grave and keep it in a tomb there's a lot to learn so i hope these teleministries will help you this one is about some stories about darkness and the absence of light enjoy i'm going to try to do one more and then i got to do some i guess editing or getting it ready to go up so enjoy pastor deborah here god beloved ministries Global Teleministry. See you later.